Hey everyone, welcome back to Rice and Shine, a show looking at life through the perspective of four Asian American teens living in the Pacific Northwest. Uh, this week, I'm actually alone. I'm doing my solo episode all about my culture, which is South Korea. But it's actually not going to be a solo episode because I invited two of my friends, Olivia Kang and Emma Choi, to talk a little bit about South Korean beauty standards, uh, which you can tell is the main topic by the title of this episode. But they are from KCSE Youth Can, which is the Korean Community Center's youth mental health advocacy nonprofit organization. And I'm also a part of that, which is how we met. But I thought it would be great if they came on and we all discussed this problem, which is the growing toxicity of South Korean beauty standards. So I hope you guys enjoy. We should talk a little bit about a topic that affects us girls. And of course, this issue affects guys as well. But I found that it's been predominantly teenage girls who are directly affected by this. So today's episode, as you guys can see from the title, is South Korean beauty standards. Um, What comes to your guys' mind when you think of beauty standards, particularly South Korean beauty standards? I mean, the classic like double eyelid, um, Mm -hmm. long legs, you know, like the V-shaped face. Mm, yeah oh yeah true true I always forget about the v-shaped face I just get reminded of it because I always see like tiktoks like when I get into k-pop tiktok there's always like how much percentage this idol fits into the beauty standards it's always like 98 yeah seriously that is so messed up I know they're like beautiful people Mm. exactly It's kind of sad, too, because, I mean, like, even though they are, like, super famous, they probably see those things. Mm, Yeah. What about you, Olivia? What do you think of when you think of South Korean beauty standards? I think of unrealistic, but then at the same time, I feel like it's definitely changing. It's very complicated because you have this one side that it's, like, you can describe certain things about it and then there's the other side where it's like i can't talk no 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 no. podcast oh no no no. i totally get it it's like one part is super traditional because you know we have the classic beauty standard of pale skin big eyes super thin and then we kind of have this new emerging beauty standard where it's like it really doesn't matter what the shade of your skin is it just I mean if you're pretty you're pretty mm-hmm. and I find that like a lot of Korean people are starting to accept um tan skin a little bit more especially in men because if you're tanner in my opinion you look healthier mm, yeah so I think people are starting to like that like people talk about going tanning you know but at the same time yeah, I- like yeah yeah, I think it definitely depends on who you're talking to. Oh, yeah, for sure. Mm. I think the older generation still thinks of, like, the classic, like, V-shaped face and fair skin and, like, black hair. Especially, like, my grandparents think that way. Mm. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Like, I went to Korea in the summer, and my sister and I dyed my hair. And, like, they and it looks like, great, Maladi. by the way. Thank you. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> they would like call us which is like bully. 
but like yeah it's just because they're so used to seeing Korean teens my age with like black hair yeah and it's like because they're not allowed to dye their hair either yeah so like they aren't yeah when we went to I Korea know, awful. it was it was kind of sad because they all thought I was a college student because my hair was it was long but it actually wasn't dyed at the time but it was just because it was really long and then like my sister obviously because she had color so she wouldn't be a high schooler to them dang i can't believe you guys went to korea i'm jealous <laughs> i haven't been in like eight years but actually like part of the reason why i don't want to go is because um i play a lot of sports so i'm like super tan and when i'm at my tannest i look like i don't even look korean okay like let's just mm. say that it's just it's just like a genetic thing my dad is super tan too and i personally love the melanin like bring it on but mm-hmm. you can't you can't really like get rid of your tan and on top of that like just like emma um my hair was dyed until recently it's dyed back and i will tell you guys why in a second but i don't know i find myself trying to become more korean but then i realize i'll never be fully korean because i'm american Mm, right. And there are yeah. just some American things about me. Mm. I don't know if you guys know this, but I actually I'm making this assumption because I actually don't know too much. But I feel like braces are a lot more common in America than they are in Korea. I just like I feel like everyone that I know either has like really healthy straight teeth or just really healthy teeth. And I think it's kind of like an American beauty standard to have straight teeth which is in- something interesting that i noticed yeah, yeah i, I feel like it's braces. not that as big a deal like the straightness yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's interesting and then like in america so on the contrary to korea's beauty standard of being super thin in america we like you know big things in certain areas yeah but i feel like that's also kind of changing now like if you look it's like the Haley Bieber, like Gigi Hadid like that mm. kind of body type is also like becoming the beauty standard yeah there's like a lot of, a lot of things like contradict each other because at the end of the day a, a, like a slim figure will always be the beauty standard but you need to have a slim figure and then have big body parts you know those certain body parts a big top and a big bottom but you still need mm. to be skinny and you have to be pale, but you can't be too pale because then you'll look unhealthy. But you can't be too tan. It's it's weird, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, so we actually have some prepared topics that we're specifically going to discuss. So I think the first thing is, um, Emma mentioned this earlier, but the double eyelid versus the monolid. This is like probably the biggest beauty standard, in, in my opinion. I think definitely, like, if you look at a timeline or whatever, it's definitely changed because just, like, eye shape is, and eyes in general are such a big thing, especially, I think, even with, like, COVID, because people were wearing masks, all they could look at is your eyes, you know? Yeah, I don't really know how I feel about this one. Um, Guys, I actually, so right now, I have very slight double eyelids 
and well I, I have double eyelids but the thing is I actually did not have them growing up and I like made them myself I did the same thing really yeah like I had double eyelids on one side of my eye and then uh. on the other side I didn't and so I always felt insecure about that because it's like my eyes were uneven and so like I thought double eyelids was the right way to go so I would like you know like try to make them myself mm. oh that's like the exact same for me really? yeah like I had the double eyelids slightly like sometimes it was there and sometimes it would go away um mm-hmm. but yeah. it was like yeah it was on my left eye and obviously I wanted double eyelids so I did everything and then well like during quarantine I first got eyelid tape and like maybe two hours before bed right after I did my skincare I put the tape on and I just like go about my business and I'd sleep with it on and in the morning like your eyelid still has like that sticky residue because of the tape so I'd like try to stick it up and then I did that for a little while and then it slowly started to form and then I did all sorts of things I did glue I used to use like a little earring like you know how um, the back of an earring is super, super thin. It was almost like a needle, but it's not actually going to cut your skin. And I would use that to trace my eyelid. Oh. And then, like, <laughs> and I have double eyelids now. Isn't that would wild? Would you do that again? Like, if you were given the chance, would you do that all again? I think... I don't know. I I think the double eyelid fits my face better because... It didn't change me too much because my eyes are still a little small. <laughs> I love them. <laughs> Cute little eyes. Um, I mean, for some reason, I would do that again for myself, but I wouldn't want, like, my friend or my sister to do that. It's really weird. Like, I don't want other people to, like, suffer and feel insecure, but I would do it to myself. I yeah. think we're all just a little, like, harsher on ourselves when it comes to beauty yeah for Mm. sure okay so now we're gonna talk about one of the most popular korean beauty standards which i've repeatedly mentioned is having a thin figure but now we're gonna kind of talk about ed so if that's something that triggers you guys click off and go check out our singles inferno episode instead um yeah let's let's dive right into it it's kind of a heavy topic but the reason why I came up with this idea is because I've been seeing a lot of Wonyoung TikToks. Do you guys know who that is? Mm, yes. Oh, yeah. Wonyoung is a super popular K-pop idol, um, but she's recently been getting a lot of attention for being too skinny. And obviously, like, as fans, we're not really supposed to, you know, judge her body and decide whether it's too skinny or not. But I'm actually kind of worried. Yeah, and like, yeah, I've seen it and she's pretty young too. And she just randomly or not randomly, but she, she like suddenly got all of the attention in the Korean beauty industry. And I Mm -hmm. think that that could be really pressuring for her. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it was pretty like out of nowhere. I don't know. I mean, it, it definitely came out of somewhere, but yeah, it is a little bit 
scary. Yeah, just to kind of talk about another K-pop idol, IU. I mean, she is the singer. She is the female singer of Korea, I'd say, when it comes to K-pop. Um, but, I mean, her diet, I don't know if you guys remember it, but she had the IU diet that came out. And I'm, and I'm like 100% sure she advised her fans not to follow it because it was obviously a dark time for her. But it consisted of like one apple, one sweet potato, and a protein shake. And that was all the food that she would eat in one day. But then mm. I remember like a lot of people on YouTube started trying it. They were like trying the IU diet challenge for a week. And it was just so problematic. And I know those weren't her intentions, but it's just sad that that kind of thing existed in the first place. Mm, yeah. There's like, other ones besides the IU diet, like I know there's like the Suji diet too, like Pesuji, and like so many other K pop idols who have shared like what happened during their trainee days. And then people try to follow that so that they can get as thin as their idols. Mm. Yeah, it's just crazy. Um, I bet there's more. Oh, do you guys know Joy from Red Velvet? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was like Joy and Wendy or something like that. But apparently they got super, super thin. And to Korean beauty standards, apparently they were a little bit on the bigger side, even though they looked perfectly normal and healthy and beautiful. But then they had like a comeback and they lost a bunch of weight. And still to this day, they're like very thin. But I don't know, it's crazy. It's really sad too. Yeah. Okay. So we have a couple questions that we were going to answer, um, but we've already kind of answered them. Uh, I mean, at least the first one we've answered, which is have we ever had our own struggles with these South Korean beauty standards and how have we dealt with them and overcome them? I mean, in short, I mean, I guess we already kind of talked about, like, me thinking I'm too tan and then, like, the whole double eyelid thing. But I think I've just kind of learned to be a happy couple, which means overseas Korean or, in my case, a Korean-American. And it's sometimes hard, but I think I've just kind of accepted that there are plenty of beautiful Korean-Americans I can look up to. Mm. I think for me... I think I still struggle with it just because I just can't help but like listen to I don't know what family members say or whatever but I think one thing that is comforting to me is when my fellow Korean Americans when they say something that makes me relate to it and it makes me feel better about myself because I know that I'm not alone in this feeling and yeah, I have people like you, Grace and Emma, to look up to. Aww. We're all like, we're all a team. We're all a big friend group of couples. Yeah. <laughs> Emma, any last words about how we've overcome or dealt with our own struggles? I guess like, 
the biggest thing I've learned is just having confidence about like who you are and just like because confidence is honestly the biggest thing that people even if they don't realize it are attracted to and how you start to love yourself I guess so just learn to be confident no yeah for sure it's always interesting because the most popular people and I don't mean like high school popular but I mean as in like has a lot of friends and has a lot of people like seeking after them they're not like completely beautiful and physically perfect in every way like there's kind of like a bedok or a charm that draws in people so I think that just goes to show that you know you can you can attract a bunch of people friends more than friends um with just your personality too and then your looks are kind of like a cherry on top is what I would say Mm. a lot of people think it's the other way around but I think it's I think it's that way yeah I agree with that yeah so like Olivia said it feels really good when people are kind of talking about problems that you may also be facing and it helps form like solidarity and it helps you feel encouraged and like we're doing in this space we're kind of learning how to overcome it thank you guys so much for tuning into that episode i know again the audio was a little bit crunchy but i promise uh the next coming weeks are going to be great we're going to be recording in the studio instead of zoom so thank you guys for bearing with me And thank you so much to Olivia and Emma and to KCSE Youth Can for being a part of this Rice and Shine episode. I always love to see collaboration and I've been wanting to do more Rice and Shine interviews. So this was very fun. Just a little bit more about Rice and Shine. We do have an Instagram account. It's at Rice and Shine Podcast. And if you guys want to ever reach out to us directly, we have an email address, which is riceandshinepod at gmail.com. So yeah, I really hope that you guys enjoyed this episode. Again, it was really weird not having the other Rice and Shine members with me, but I hope you guys are looking forward to the next two solo episodes from Sophie and Ava. And yeah, see you next time. Bye.